Well, hello, everyone. It's time for the Everyday Spaces podcast, where together we are learning what it looks like to say yes to Jesus right where you're planted in the everyday spaces of life. That means in the middle of full-time jobs, raising kids, grabbing groceries, and even mowing the lawn. I'm your host, Matt Berry, and I'm joined by my beautiful and insightful wife, Elisa Berry. Hi there. Hey, good looking. How <laughs> you doing? Good. <laughs> so uh, this is episode four of the podcast, and uh, the purpose of this episode is really for us to introduce ourselves to our listeners, who we are. And um, over the next 10 episodes, we're going to be sharing a little bit about our story and what we're up to up in Big Lake, Minnesota. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Elisa. Who who are we? <laughs> oh, okay. We are just normal people who um, you, we are raising kids. Well, just kind of like you said in the title, I stay at home with the kids. I homeschool them. I, um, I'm also going to school right now and you work a regular nine to five job. Yep. More yep. like eight to five, but eight with, to five with no lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I work in the field of cybersecurity, uh, a pretty, a pretty technical job. And so I'm on a computer throughout the day. And, um, so yeah, we, we just, we just, we're normal people. But one of the things that I think both of us are really passionate about is making our lives count and living our lives, um, focused on a focus on a mission on what, what we feel God has called us to do. Right. Because, kind of at the center of our life is that we want, um, we want to follow Jesus. We want him to be King in every area of our life, not just one, um, but in every area. And so whatever we do, we're, we're just at, we're always kind of oriented in that direction. Yeah. So I, I think, I think back how many years ago was it that we moved into that apartment in Bloomington, Minnesota? That was 11 years ago, about 11 years ago. Yeah. So um, about 11 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, we moved into an apartment from uh, the last place where we, were, where we were living. And the circumstances sort of put us in a situation where we weren't in a church anymore. And we really had a desire to reach out to the people in the apartment complex and so what did we, what did we do back then? Well, we just were praying for them. We also just were enjoying them, enjoying being with our neighbors. We were looking for opportunities to spend time with them. Um, I remember there was one neighbor in particular who I spent, we just spent a lot of time together, actually a couple, couple different neighbors. We spent quite a bit of time together, um, over a meal, or I remember at one point I was pretty sick and, um, cause I was pregnant and I, I just remember going and sitting on her couch and she would make me, you know, Mexican food or something like that. So we spent a lot of time, at least for me, maybe not so much you, cause you were working, 
but I spent a lot of time, quote unquote, shooting the breeze and just really enjoying friendship, enjoying those people. Mm-hmm. I, I remember for me, it was a really weird feeling going from being in a church environment. I mean, we were both raised in the church. I know you were raised um, on the mission field. Uh, your family was a missionary family, but I was raised in a typical church environment where my life really revolved around services. I would go to church on Sunday morning with my folks, and then I would go to church Sunday evening, and I would go to church on Wednesday night. And so much of my life was really caught up in the rhythm of of our church community, which there was nothing wrong with that. But when we moved into a new season of life where we weren't part of a church community, but yet we had this really strong desire to reach out to our neighbors and to tell them about Jesus. Yeah. We still wanted to follow Jesus, even though we weren't going to a traditional church. Right. And we wanted to love people the way that Jesus loved them. Right. But it was a really weird feeling, wasn't it? Like the first... I don't know how long it was, maybe a year. Yeah. Like we should on Sunday morning, like, oh my goodness, we should be, shouldn't we be at church somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like God himself kind of led us into that season and we knew that it was okay. We knew that we, that wasn't a season for us to be attending a traditional church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that it was, it was interesting that we were, we were pursuing the Lord and really trying to be obedient to what he was showing us, but it took us down a very different path than I think what um, maybe most people would expect, you know? Um, But I, I just remember sort of in that season before we moved to the apartment uh, complex, I remember uh, in the previous place where we lived seeing, you know, like on a Sunday morning, we would leave uh, to go to a church service and we would see all of these cars still in people's park, uh, in their, in their driveways and thinking like, who are these people and how can we reach them? And, um, circling back to what you said, once we got to the apartment complex, it sort of felt like most of the ways we connected people was just spending time with them and shooting the breeze with them in the everyday spaces of life. Yes. That was what it was. So, um, so that brings us to where we are now. 12 years later, and we're going to be telling a little bit more of our story over the next 12 episodes. But where we are today is we now live in Big Lake, Minnesota, which is not in the Twin Cities. It's to those of you who live in the Twin Cities, it may feel like you're driving to the other side of Minnesota to get to us, but we're only about 45 miles away from the Minneapolis airport. But here in Big Lake, we have started a missional community called the Jesus following and the Jesus following really exists to be a Christian community for people who wouldn't normally step inside of a church building. Right. Because we, we love, um, you know, other Christians in the area who attend traditional churches. Um, and we, we think that there's a place for that, but also, um, but also I think there's there's room for variety, and I think that um, we we know that God has called us to to specifically love 
and include the people who wouldn't ever feel comfortable going into a church building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the truth is, there's a lot of people who wouldn't feel going, who wouldn't feel comfortable, and really the the reasons for why that is aren't important. It's some of those reasons may be legitimate. Some of them are likely illegitimate, but the truth is there are people who will never go. And so we feel a a call to really reach them, to go out to them and to love them right where they are. That's right. (laughs) So how are we doing it? Um, I just want to talk a little bit about how our community is centered on three main values. And do you want to say what those three values are? To be true to Christ, to be kind to all people, and to go with the gospel. And by the gospel, we mean the gospel of the kingdom, which is the good news that God's kingdom has come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so three things which don't let them deceive you. They're, they may sound simple, but they're not always easy to live into. But we want to just keep things really, really simple. And for those of you who have a, uh, a faith background, uh, some knowledge of the Bible, those three values come from um, Scripture itself. So being true to Christ and being kind to all people is what Jesus referred to as the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And then the last uh, of going with a message comes from the Great Commission. So there's something just really precious about those three values that um, I just love because I have a hard time keeping in my mind any more than about three or four things. Once you get into seven, eight, nine, I, I, it's hard to retain them, but um, I feel like they're, they're simple enough that they're um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So um, Matthew, what do you think about what is, what does it look like for you to be true to Christ? Hmm. Yeah. So I think, being true to Christ is has a lot to do with just being intentional with the way that we live our lives. So I'm just realizing here, even as I'm talk as I'm talking, I say so a lot. I think that's my nobody my, noticed my nervous tick. Well, now you know. So <laughs> if somebody is playing a drinking game, you can uh, you know take a sip of coffee or some other other <laughs> beverage every time Matthew says so. But yeah, so I think I think being true to Christ. Um, has a lot to do with being intentional and it has a lot to do with um, saying yes to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just thinking about um, like how, like with some instrumentation you have to calibrate it or, or like if you, if you want to go in a certain direction, let's say, you know, if like a boy scout, you know, had a map and he wanted to go from where we live now to Princeton uh, which is about you know fifteen minutes away, but he wasn't going to follow any roads, right? He has his map, and he's going to like go across the the prairies where we live. He's going to have to take a compass with him. He's got, going to have to figure out where north is. And I think that being true to Christ is is where a Christian is intentional to calibrate themselves 
to to seek God and to understand what is God saying to me today and how am I supposed to live my life? Um, and it's it's really submitting to, I don't know, what, what God has to say to us, what he's revealed to us. What he says is true, not what we think is true, what we feel is true. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, our son Noah, who's 11, he's really into outdoorsy stuff and he has a compass. And I don't know if you know this, Matthew, but one of his compasses broke mm-hmm. and he bought a new one this week. But the compass... Like then it wasn't pointing to north, it was pointing to like south. It was like all messed up. And so I was like, okay, Noah, if you if you want to go exploring in the forest, that's fine, but take your compass. And he's like, well, no, my compass is broken. It it points the wrong direction. So being, I think, being true to Christ, that's a good analogy. You know, like our compass is pointing to Him. So whatever we're doing, wherever we're going, we're always kind of aware of His presence and what what he is inviting us to do and how we can say yes to him. Yeah, that's that's a really good really good analogy and I think that when you start trying to live intentionally like that, you realize how many voices there are that we're exposed to that try to lead us down different paths that try to tell us what true north is. You know, whether it's you know, certain voices in the in the news that we're listening to or media um, well, it's not like every single Disney movie, be true to yourself, be true to yourself. Right. It sounds so good, but it's so wrong. Yeah, it's so wrong. So yeah, I think I think in in community, as we follow Jesus, it really, like if we're really going to follow Jesus and try to model our lives after him, we need to be true to him and, and allow our lives to be oriented according to what he values. And I think when we really look at what Jesus actually says in the Bible, um, some of those things are pretty challenging and even maybe a little different than what, you know, pop culture Christianity looks like today. For example, one of the things that he, Jesus calls us to do, and there's no if, buts, whens, or, you know, whatever, is to be kind to all people, which just happens to be the next value that we have. That's good. So I'm going to put this one on you because you put the spotlight on me. <laughs> when when you when you say to be kind to all people, what does that mean and why is that so important? Well, I was thinking about this as um, when you brought up the true kind and go. And I think um, we're, you know, Matthew, you and I have been talking about this in the last week a little bit of how in our culture, we're so like, it's such a big deal to like make these distinctions um, between people. You belong in this category. I belong in this category. My category is better than yours. And even Christians are sadly really guilty of that. You know, it's like, I'm a Christian and you're not. So therefore I'm better than you, you know? And, and, and if I could even add on to there, I, I've realized over the years that, I have acted that way towards other people, not even realizing it. Yeah, me too. Like there's a lot of really well-meaning people out there who have good hearts, but the way their love comes off can come off a little... um, Self-righteous. Self-righteous. Yeah. So I think when I think about being kind to all people, first of all, there's the, the value of hospitality that's important to us and like showing hospitality and giving a welcome to anyone that comes across our path, whether they, whether we like them or not. 
Um, but then also the idea of like erasing the lines of, you know, you belong in this category and I belong in the other category. And so thinking back to when we lived in that apartment, I think like part of what God was teaching us was to, to really enjoy those people, like just to really count them as part of our family, as part of our inner circle, as somebody that's worth worthy of our time, worthy of our love, worthy of our respect, um, worthy of our friendship. You know, they're not in a different category. They're not like somehow, you know, like not as good as us because maybe they don't believe the same thing. No, like they're, they're equally valuable to God. And if they're valuable to God, they're valuable to us. And that's a kind of kindness that you can't fake. Like it's either in your heart or it's not. So I think, yeah, I think that that's kind of what's on my mind today as far as kindness goes. I think about how maybe seven or eight years ago, maybe a little bit longer, God brought this guy into my life. And it was like, it was one of those people that like their personality just grated against mine. I just dreaded every time that this guy came around and I really had a bad attitude, you know, I'm, I'm being self-righteous and this guy was like another Christian. So I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm being self-righteous and and critical towards somebody else who claims to follow Jesus. And I remember one time the Lord spoke to me so clearly and said, he said, Matthew, if, if I have accepted that person in my heart, what gives you the right to not accept them in your heart? And so when I hear about, being kind to all people. I think it really begins with an understanding of how kind God is Mm -hmm. and how deeply he loves us in the midst of our brokenness and how weak we are and how messed up our lives are. And so, you know, when you realize how deeply you're loved, it becomes a little easier to love other people Um, and to know that they have a story too. And maybe that person just had a really bad day and you have no idea what's going on in their life. But our responsibility is not to fix other people. Our responsibility is to be kind and to create a safe place for other people to belong. And the reality of it is sometimes they actually are mean people. True. And then in the case like that, we're God wants us to see, to see them as he sees them and he sees what they one day will be or could be. And so when we look at them through different eyes, all of a sudden it shifts the way we we relate. Yeah, that's good. So then the third value that we have, so it's uh, true to Christ, kind to all people, and then to go, I I say go proclaim God's good news. But what did you say? I don't remember. (laughs) Okay. But no, this, so this is the, this is the third component uh, and it relates to the great commission that, that Jesus gave his disciples before, um, a- after the resurrection, before he ascended into heaven, where he said, go into all the nations and make disciples, uh, baptizing them and commanding them to obey everything that I commanded you. And for us, what this looks like is, it's really an extension of being kind to all people. It's it's going and embodying God's good news, like, you know, and maybe we'll hit it in in one of the podcast episodes, but good news 
is where good news is good news. Good news is good news. And if it's really good news, you're going to want to share it with other people. But this, this word, the gospel that we throw around actually means good news. And we want to be people who embody God's good news. And the good news of the kingdom is so much more than just Jesus died for you so that he could forgive your sins and he has a perfect plan for your life. There's so much more. That's the entrance into it. But the good news is that God is restoring all things, everything that is broken, everything in our neighborhoods and in our society where we see brokenness. God has a desire to transform those things, and he is actively transforming those things. And we can partner with him to see that done. And I think that when you live a when you live your life being true to him and being kind, but in view of of what God is doing on earth and how he wants to use us, it becomes really good news and really relevant to everybody. Yeah. And not just it's not just about like speaking or saying the good news, but also like what about just coming alongside of someone your neighbor or someone that God has given you to love and really walking along with them and like loving that person as yourself to see them come into victory in a certain area of their life. Like that's good news because you might have the faith for God to touch something or heal something or set them free from something that they don't even know anything about. And they can see God's kingdom come in their life in that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's-, that's one way to go with the good news. That's really good. So I think that's pretty much it for what we had to share today. Over the next nine episodes, we're going to be sharing a little bit more of our story and some of the things that God has been teaching us along the way um, as we are leading this missional community up in Big Lake, Minnesota. So um, make sure to tune in Next week, we're going to, or next episode, we're going to talk about um, what it means to say yes to Jesus. And that's really the the core of what we're doing. Um, our focus is making disciples who say yes to Jesus. So that is it for this episode. We want to thank you for listening. And we sure would appreciate it if you could leave us a review and like us uh, on whatever platform you use for your podcasts. For now, this is Matthew and Elisa Berry at The Jesus Following, signing off.